Transitions are a time for reflection and a time for looking forward. Roy Cooper Hello and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Elegant Balance Podcast. I am excited to hang out with you today. Today, I wanted to share a little bit about just transitioning back into the school year. My guess is a lot of you are in the same situation as I am right now, and your kids have just recently gone back to school, or they probably will be headed to school here really soon. I know some people don't start until after Labor Day, but that will be here before you know it. It's just a couple weeks away. And so I have done a podcast episode before on, you know, best tips for going back to school, but it's been a couple years and my kids have gotten older. Instead of having one in kindergarten and daycare, I now have one in third grade and junior kindergarten or pre-K four. She just started, um, just started last week with her brother at the same school. So that was exciting, but I feel like maybe I've learned a little bit about, you know, going back to school several more times since the last time we chatted about this. And so I thought it might be time for an update. So this may not be brand new information to you, but if anything, I hope that it is inspiring for you to maybe consider what it's going to look like for you to transition well during this season. Um, It can be hard to go from summer break where you're full of freedom and sometimes chaos or just relaxing and not really being on a schedule to the structure that the school year provides. Maybe some of you are ready for that structure. I know that was us, especially with the hot days we've been having here in Texas lately. I think it's been over 100 for like, I don't even know, 30 plus days. And um, the kids were getting stir crazy. They couldn't go play outside really because it was too hot and they were getting bored in the house. So I think ours are glad to be back at school, but that might not be the case for you. So I hope today's episode will maybe kind of help ease you all into this transition um, back to school. So before I kind of unpack some of my tips or tricks that we're using this year at our house, I did want to talk about why we even care about this transition. Why do we care about making sure that we're kind of navigating going back to school well? And the main reason is because of this concept of spillover. So spillover is a concept that comes out of the work family research. And essentially what it means is that your experiences at home can also impact your experiences at work and vice versa, right? Our experiences in one domain are going to impact how we show up in another domain. And so my main kind of angle of looking at back to school and transitioning well is really trying to get everybody off on the best foot possible in the morning, making sure that we have a calm and relaxed approach in the morning so that we can then show up at our work or at our school 
in the best way possible, right? So if you can, you can only imagine if you are running around screaming at the kids, like, get your shoes on. What are you eating for breakfast? Where's your backpack? And then they're also running around, not sure where their shoes are, not sure what they're supposed to wear, can't find their homework. That frazzled, crazy type of morning is going to impact how they show up at school, how they interact with their teacher, how they interact with their friends, how they perform on their on their tasks that they have ahead of them for that day. And it's also going to impact how you show up at work. If you have had a crazy morning where you're running around like a crazy person, <laughs> it's going to impact how you feel when you get to the office and how you interact with your coworkers, your supervisor, how you kind of tackle the day's tasks. Um, and so it's something to be mindful of for sure. I think we need to be mindful and intentional as much as we can about, you know, putting our best foot forward in the mornings. So that's where most of these tips kind of come from is this idea of trying to like smooth that out, get everybody to start off their morning in the best way possible so that we can set ourselves up for success when we get to school or we get to work, ideally for both of us, right? Okay, so all that being said, let's jump into some of the tips. So the first several here kind of relate back to just the general idea of making sure that you have a routine. Okay, our kids thrive on routines, at least mine do, and my guess is yours probably do too, because it's predictable. They know what to expect. They don't have to feel apprehension or fearful about what's going to come next. Um, they also don't have to like wonder or ask a million questions, or they're not faced with a million decisions first thing in the morning, which can kind of wear down our cognitive energy. Um, and so I think the routines are really helpful, both for the children and for us moms. And so that's what the, the first kind of set of tips are related to is, is establishing some sort of routine. So the first one is for all of you moms out there. I would highly encourage you to consider creating some sort of morning routine before your kids get out of bed. Even if it's only 10 to 15 minutes, it allows you to kind of get into the right mindset that you're going to need to kind of help your, help your kids get ready in the morning. Um, so like for me, for example, I like to get up about an hour before my kids get up. I'm a morning person. I know not all of you are, that's okay. But I like to get up, I like to drink my cup of coffee, read my Bible, um, just kind of sit in silence and reflect or, or, or um, journal out kind of what's gonna be coming up for the day. Look at my calendar, kind of make a plan. That way I kind of know where I'm headed. And I've had some morning, I've had some time to myself before I go and wake up the kids. So I would encourage you to try to build something like that into your morning. Like I said, even if it's only 10 minutes, it just kind of lets you get a grasp on what the day is going to look like before you go and wake them up and then things kind of get started for the day. Some other things that can set you up well is to have a routine of packing the backpacks the night before. This was not as big of a deal when I only had one in school with a backpack. We could kind of do it whenever, but now that there's two, that means that there's two backpacks, there's two jackets to make sure they're in the backpacks, two lunchboxes to make sure there's, that they're in the backpacks, two sets of homework or library books, or it, it just can feel like a lot, especially in the morning when you know we're kind of rushing against the clock. So I encourage you to consider packing that and thinking through those things 
the night before. And to whatever extent you, you can, involve the kids in that process, right? We're teaching them how to be responsible and how to take responsibility of, you know, their different roles that they are playing. And they are students and it's their job to take care of these types of things, making sure that they have everything in their backpack. Um, I obviously, like my four-year-old, I have to help her, um, but it's good for me and it's good for her to kind of teach her how to, how to start thinking about that and how to take care of those things herself. And she feels like a really big girl when, when she gets to do it. So yeah, consider packing the backpacks the night before. I know for us that also means, you know, signing off on any homework that needed to be done, um, or we have to sign like a, a calendar saying that we checked their homework or whatever, whatever it might be. But doing that the night before so that you don't have to worry about it in the morning. You know it's taken care of, so it's just one less thing to worry about when, <laughs> when it comes time to rush out the door in the morning. The second thing is also related to doing things the night before. And these things don't take that long. Um, you can probably knock them out in 10 to 15 minutes. But that is just laying out the clothes that your kids are going to wear the night before. And you may even want to go to the extent of laying out your own clothes that you want to put on in the morning. Um, that way, it's just one less decision that you have to make. And it's also a, one less argument that you have to engage in with your kids when they're kind of cranky and tired in the morning. It's easier, I have found, to have a logical discussion with my kids in the evening or late afternoon. Don't wait until right before bed because then they are getting grumpy and it's not any better than it is when they're grumpy in the morning. <laughs> but have these conversations about what they want to wear, you know, when they're still in a good mood and they're not exhausted. Um, and then they don't have to make that decision. They don't have to think much about it when they wake up in the morning. You might, kind of related to this, even consider having some sort of uniform for your kids. Maybe your school has uniforms. Ours does, and I absolutely love it. I wish that I had a uniform growing up because it would have made life so much easier. But um, you might consider, you know, coming up with a certain kind of set of clothes that your kids wear. For my daughter, for example, she only wants to wear dresses. So a normal uniform would for her, regardless of whether she had a uniform at school or not, a normal uniform might be a sundress, a pair of underwear, a pair of, you know, um, biking shorts underneath her dress and shoes, right? It's not super complicated, but by knowing that that's kind of the pieces we're looking for each day, that helps them pick them out. It eliminates a lot of decisions um, around what they should wear. And so I, I'm a big proponent for, for uniforms, um, regardless of whether you actually have to have them or not. Another thing related to that is to put their clothes where they can actually reach them and get dressed on their own. That might sound silly, but for those of you who have younger kids, I know it's easy to store things kind of where we can easily reach them, but if we put them down where they can get it themselves, that's teaching them even more independence, right? That way they can get dressed on their own. It's not going to happen super fast. Um, at least it doesn't at first at three and four, but putting them where they can reach them, they can get them out, or if you've laid them out maybe on a chair in their, in their room, that way they can start to get dressed on their own, which is one less thing that you have to do in the morning. Okay, the next tip is to prep your lunches or your, your kids' lunches and yours if you pack your lunch for work. Prep those lunches in bulk. So 
the way that we kind of go about this, and I plan on doing an entire podcast episode on lunch, like lunchbox packing, but just a few kind of highlights to this is, first of all, just having the kids or you, if you're packing your own lunch, choose what you want to eat for the week. Then you buy those groceries all at the same time. Um, for us, that means Sunday afternoon. I either put in an order for like a curbside pickup or I run to the store Sunday afternoon and I buy all those groceries at the same time. And then I start prepping them as soon as I'm like unpacking the groceries. So I'll wash the fruit and vegetables. I will put the crackers or the fruit and veggies in baggies. I'll make some sandwiches um, depending on what type of sandwiches they are. I don't want them to get soggy. So I only make so many at a time. Um, but kind of doing it as I'm unloading the groceries. That way, when it comes time to pack lunches for school, each morning it's super easy to just kind of grab and go. And in our refrigerator downstairs, we've got a designated lunchbox drawer where the foods that I have bought for the kids' lunches is stored. And like I said, we've pre-prepped everything so that in the morning it's really easy for them to open that drawer and pack their lunch. And they know what to pack because it's a set menu for the whole week. Um, so another, that's just another kind of tip of something to do ahead of time so that you're setting yourself up for success in the morning. A calmer, um, less time demanding approach first thing in the morning before school. Okay, the next one is not as related to like kind of preparation, but it is like maybe if you haven't started yet, um, you haven't started school yet, you might want to consider to start adjusting your bedtime to an earlier time a few days beforehand. Because for us, at least, this may not have been the case for you, but for us during the summer, the kids were going to bed at like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. We just didn't really pay very close attention to what time they were actually going to bed. Um, and, but with school, like my daughter needs to go to bed at like 7.45, 8 o'clock, or she is just a bear in the evenings and in the mornings. <laughs> and so, but that's a hard transition, right? To go from 10 o'clock at night to all of a sudden going to bed at 7.45. And so we tried to kind of ease them into that. You know, at first, maybe it was trying to get them to bed by nine, but we let them read their books for 15 minutes or something to kind of wind down. Um, and then we slowly kind of worked our way back from that. So you might consider just making those adjustments now. That way it's not as big of a shock to them as, <laughs> as it might be if you tried to go from 10 to 730 um, all in one swoop. Another thing that I have found, not just like in transitioning back to school, but just in, in terms of transitioning from, you know, from the day into the evening and bedtime is to have a, a routine, right? A routine that we go through that reminds our bodies and our brains like, oh, oh yeah, it's bedtime. I'm getting ready to go to sleep. And so that might be, you know, having the kids take their vitamins, brush their teeth, crawl in bed. Um, my kids like to read books before they go to sleep. And so I bought these really cool timers on Amazon that they can just set it for, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, depending on how early they've gotten in bed. And then they can read until the timer goes off and then they shut their light off and go to bed. It just lets them decompress and um, you're, it's, it, it's just more of a buffer time, I guess. It provides more of a transition 
than just like lights out, time to go to sleep. You know, we don't even like that as adults. So I think we need to be mindful of that for our kids as well. Um, so yeah, adjust bedtime beforehand a few days if you can, but also be mindful of like the routine in terms of transitioning from a busy, fun, awesome school day, you know, dinner with mom and dad and maybe extracurriculars or whatever, and then winding down at night. Um, I think that bedtime routine can be really helpful there. And then one last kind of tip is to create a shared calendar with your spouse and add in the different school events that are going to be happening. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot of communication between you and your spouse to make this happen. And I have found that having a shared calendar means that we can share that mental load of like remembering when things are coming up or who's doing what. Um, so it's super easy. You know, if you use Google Calendar, you can create a shared calendar and and then put in, you know, the school drop off times or the school pickup times um, and decide like who is doing what on which days. For us, it's a pretty set schedule. You know, Monday, Wednesday, I pick up Tuesday, Thursday, I drop off and Friday I pick up and he does the opposite. Right. It may not be as as um, simple as that for you, but it's worth kind of talking through with your spouse. Um, in addition, you know, you need to talk through baseball practices or dance classes or gymnastics or whatever the extracurriculars are. Um, you know, who is going to be doing the pickup for that? Who's doing drop off for that? Um, those different types of events and putting them into a shared calendar can be really helpful because it means everyone can see them. Everyone knows that they're coming up and um, you don't have to carry that, that mental load on your own. So yeah, that's a big one for not just for back to school, but just for life in general um, to have a shared calendar with your spouse. So I hope that some of these tips are helpful. Um, so far, we've been back to school for a week and a half and things are going well. I imagine the newness and the excitement will wear off here soon probably shortly once homework starts coming in a little bit more. Um, but, you know, when we can get intentional about preparing our kids the night before, when they're not so exhausted, we're intentional about um, ensuring that the morning goes as smoothly as possible and we have as calm and relaxed of a start to the morning as possible. It's really helping set them up for success throughout the day. And like I said, it's also setting you up for success throughout the day because of that idea of spillover. Um, you know, what we do at home, the way we interact, the experiences we have, the emotions that we have and feel, we can't just leave that at the door when we get to the office. It's going to follow us to work. And so we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to have positive experiences at home. That way, those positive experiences can follow us to the workplace and we can show up as the best version of us. And our kids can show up as the best version of themselves at school. So I hope that's helpful and that you will have a beautiful, joy-filled week, friend. Hey, have you grabbed your copy of the Elegant Balance Workbook? If not, what are you waiting for? I've said it time and time again, but work-life balance does not happen by accident. It takes intentional action on your part. So let me help you. Go to kayleehackney.com forward slash workbook to grab your copy today.